Hello, welcome back to another edition of the Star Tribune's Talking Props. I'm Jim Pauls with my colleague David Levake. Uh, state tournament time, obviously, a lot going on right now, David. We've got tennis, we've got soccer, we've got football playoffs just had kicked off earlier this week. Um, volleyball is into its um, um, section tournaments, and we've got swimming and cross country coming up. It is a busy, busy time of year. How do you feel about this time of year? Uh, second, in terms of, you know, immediately I went to Christmas carols, you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, to me, that's, that's February into March. That's the most wonderful time, but this is, this is a close second. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a busy time of the year. The thing that happens in, in fall sports, and this is a little bit inside baseball, is that we really don't get much of a, of a transition period. Once this is over, we move right into winter sports, and sometimes you kind of feel a little bit behind the eight ball on this because you don't feel like you're as caught up as you want to be because you're moving right from winter sports or fall sports into winter sports. So I know that's what happens with me for this time of year. When you get into the winter state tournaments, you know you oftentimes have a little bit of a break before you have to really kick things off with spring sports. Um, not always, but sometimes you do. But this year, uh, this it's going to be straight through until Christmas. Yep. Well, let's get on to it. All right. You know, let's talk a little, uh, a little football here, like we always do. Um, we had some games on Tuesday night, some uh, uh, games amongst teams, section, first-round playoffs. Not Class 6A. Every class except Class 6A had, had games on, on Tuesday. Um, anything stand out to you? Any upsets? Any notable victories? Any, any games that really made a, a, a dent in your psyche? Well, not game specific, but the, the totality of it. Uh, so I, I got to give a shout out where it's due. Eric Croucher, who uh, sports editor, Southwest Newspapers, does a lot in Chaska, Chanass, and Holy Family. But if you're young and up and coming in this business, I think Eric Croucher is a good example of someone who certainly does his best to own his coverage area, but also keeps an eye on the bigger picture. And he had a tweet where he rattled off the various uh, lower seeds that were victorious on Tuesday. And there were some number uh, notable teams that are, are already home for the year. So I, I looked at his list and I was crunching the numbers and we had a number three seed lose to a number six seed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times or between nine man and class five. a And we had one situation where a seven seed beat a two seed. So just the, just the, uh, you know, looking at his tweet got me to, to crunch those numbers, and just I was kind of amazed that there were that many pure upsets. Uh, we got crap for saying that number five Litchfield upset number four Rockford. Well, technically they did, but six three seven two those are upsets. And some of the bigger, uh, I think, six three upsets that we we're looking at were um, I know that uh, um, Spring Lake Park got beat by Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I don't think we, I don't think anybody really understood, uh, saw that one coming. Um, what is that? Is that maybe one of the bigger upsets you saw? Yeah, that's fair. I, I think so. Spring Lake Park has a tremendous pedigree at this time of year, and uh, yeah, that and and Buffalo has not shown quite as much this time of year. So I, I, yeah, that that we'll, we'll call that the biggest upset, sure. Um, who were some of the other games that you're talking about? Well, I, I wrote down the winners. I just took very shorthand, so I apologize because I, you know, Benilde St. Margaret was a six seed that won. 
Chisago Lakes was a six seed that won. Waconia, Waconia beating uh, Chan Hassan. That's, that's that's a, a that's a big one. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good one. Um, I'll say this: Waconia is is a very good team playing in a tough section. I think that Waconia playing in a, in, a, in a different area and in a in a weaker area may have had more wins this year. They've got a terrific running back and Max McKinley, the state uh, two ten state wrestling champ. I guess he just went off in the fourth quarter when uh, Waconia was down twelve nothing, and I think uh, they went out and just just you know. Just uh, took a hair of um, um, Chan Hassan in the fourth quarter, and that's where I think that 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 to me is what's called an upset. I think Chan Hassan must have been cruising, thinking that they had the game won, and then they give it twenty-two fourth quarter points and just kind of stunned the storm. Sure. Yeah, I'll go with that. So yeah, if you're uh, if you're a football team out there, you know, take heed from what these programs are doing. That seeding is a place to start, but it doesn't necessarily have to be how you finish. You can. Still get there from here if you uh, are able to put together the, the string of games here in the playoffs. You know, I think that's what the high school league has always wanted. They like the fact that when you get to the playoffs, it gives teams new hope. I know that there's been a movement of foot in recent years uh, among coaches to kind of um, alleviate the stress put on young bodies at this time of year where you can have three games in a span of, uh, what is it, um, 10 days, 11 days. Um, and that's never what football wants to do. They want to make sure they have plenty of days off for rest and recovery. And I know that was the, the uh, reasoning behind the hopefully the change or what they're hoping for to change the playoff format. Um, but when you have games like this where you have the upsets and teams that go into it with little hope and can come out with a victory, um, that's what the that's what the high school league is hoping for because it kind of builds the sport and gives teams hope. And that's why you, in, in going into the playoffs, it's a second season. One more chance. Yeah, there's the other criticism you hear is why do they allow teams with losing records into the postseason? Well, you know, you want to keep it something to to strive for, make sure they have a winning record. But but this, you know, allows for, like I said, one more bite at the apple, one more chance to to uh, to see if you can pull an upset and extend your season and make a memory. So that's you know that's all right. We got uh, the big boys. Go out, go at it on uh, on Friday. The Class Six A teams. Um, yeah. We can talk about what what you're seeing, what you're looking forward to. Do you have any particular games that stand out to you? Well, I, I've got Prior Lake at Eastridge. Uh, Prior Lake coming in the five seed. Eastridge the four. Um, I wouldn't want to draw Prior Lake. Uh, you mentioned Waconia playing a tough schedule and and what they might be. Uh, if, if they had a you know, different situation like that, I think the same applies to uh, Prior Lake. Uh, you know, if you look at who they've seen, they've played at Shakopee. They played uh, Eden Prairie. They played at Lakeville South. They played Rosemount. So they, they played some of the best that, that are out there, and, and, uh, and they have a, a rather mediocre record because of it. But it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a team that's tested, and it's a team that – even within some of those losses, uh, for example, I was at Shakopee. Prior Lake put together some plays at that point, and I'm sure they've only gotten better. So I, I would not want Prior Lake coming to my building in the playoffs. Oh, I agree with you 100%. They come out of Section 6, and if you look at the teams, that are, they've got a number 5 seed in that section, but if you look at the teams that were seated ahead of them, it, it's understandable. They, they were just in the wrong section this year. It was Eden Prairie, Shakopee, Minnetonka, and Wysada in that order. Prior Lake gets a fifth seed. I think in... Other sections, I think they're a two seed, yeah. or a three seed at, at at worst. So yeah, Prior Lake is definitely a team that uh, that looks dangerous at in, for the first round. 
And but Eastridge, on the other hand, is a team that uh, has really, really come around uh, in the second half of the season. Well, even more than the second half, uh, they've won five of their last six. Um, when I saw them play in the first game of this regular season at Eden Prairie, I'm sorry, no offense to Eastview, but there was a level of ineptitude that I didn't expect to see. They Eden Prairie, had they not taken their foot off the gas, could have won that game uh, 80 to nothing. As it was, it was 46 to nothing, and uh, Eastridge never got across midfield until the last couple of minutes of the game when it was already over and done. So I, I didn't see that Eastridge team doing anything because they just couldn't move the ball. They couldn't stop anybody. They're just, they were, it, it was kind of a mess. Um, considering how they've come, how far they've come in, you know, what, two months is a, a real testament to Dan Fritzy and what the coaching staff has done there. They've really taken a team that, you know, looked like they weren't going anywhere and has sent them somewhere, sent them into the playoffs with a home game. That's, that's, that's what I call coaching right there. You got the best out of your team. You put them in the right positions to uh, to win and to have success. And you didn't let your team get down after starting off 0-2. So um, Eastridge uh, has – I never. I don't want to underestimate them. They do have uh, they do have prior like in their first game, but that's a team that's really shown me something over the uh, latter parts of the season. And uh, I don't think that they'll lay down for prior like in any way. But I don't think they've got a matchup they really cherish, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a good matchup, and it's three miles from my house, so it's a win-win for me. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> and also, that's what matters, man. That's what matters. Yeah, it's also uh, part of that, I call it the grand social experiment. It's it's Eastridge coming out of the Maroon District and Prior Lake coming out of the Gold. We've got 12 of those matchups overall, and you know, we if you go back to the start of the season, back on uh, November, uh, September 2nd, the Thursday going into Labor Day weekend, we had 12 maroon gold crossover games then too, and the gold teams were 11 and one, and they won the games by about five touchdowns. And I'm very curious to see where we, how we come out of Friday night in these first round games. I, I've said a second ago about the six three thing, and, and I'll add to it by pointing at Stillwater, who I watched go toe to toe at Eden Prairie, and I'm thinking that we won't see 11 and one as the uh, record between gold and maroon. I think that you're going to see, I don't know if I go so far as something closer to six and six, but I do think that these, some of these maroon teams can get victories against some of these gold teams and show that, yeah, there's a difference in the level of play, but it's not so drastic. Uh, again, if I'm, if I'm looking at it, I'm looking at what Stillwater did and I'm saying, Hey guys, there's hope. Let's, let's go out and do this. You know, I, I, I agree with you on that. And how, it all depends on how you look at this and the perspective you take. Um, is Did the experiment work? I mean, you've got maroon teams, and if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, the gold division were teams that have had an awful lot of success over the years at state tournament levels and, and whatnot. The maroon teams were teams that had not, and they had been divided up, and teams played largely games within their own division. But did the uh, did the experiment work? Because there are a number of maroon teams that came up with decent records this year, and victories uh, equal confidence. And when you have confidence and you have, and, and your team, then you just play better. And so, did this work in letting teams? I know White Bear Lake is six and two, Anoka is five and three, Osseo um, is finally coming up, and I think they were four and four, and they've had a good season. There's a number of teams in the uh, maroon district that have had. Uh, better than average seasons. And is this the 
result that the expectations that they had to give these teams an opportunity to be successful, to experience that a little bit and see how it plays off in the play plays out in the playoffs. Uh, I think uh, that's the way I'd prefer to look at it. I mean, Stillwater is the uh, poster child for success in the Maroon division. They've been terrific and they led Eden Prairie or they tied Eden Prairie. Uh, I think going into the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken, um, and only lost by a touchdown. That that's a heck of a performance by Stillwater. But some of these other schools have had some pretty successful years too, and I I think that that's kind of what a lot of the coaches were hoping to see happen. Yeah, if you were a maroon team, one of the things you thought was, hey, yes, it would be, uh, you know, nice to uh, at the end of the year we might be, you know, might be one and done in the playoffs, but we played six of our eight games punching at our weight. And if we could have six solid weeks, that that's how we can build something within our program. That's how we can, as you said, win games, get confidence, but also maybe turn on some of the good athletes in your building who have not wanted to come out to football. Maybe you get some of those guys coming out. And, you know, those are the, those are the good things that can come out of it. Um, you know, I, I think there was concern about contentiousness, extra contentiousness of seating. I don't know how that went. I've seen a few tweets out there that said, you know, so-and-so kind of got jobbed or didn't. But I think we've arrived in a pretty good place, and, and I'm curious to see how these 12 crossover games play out on Friday. I'm, I'm, and one more team I want to point out, Egan, a team that had been struggling to, to get over the hump to even win a game in the past few years, uh, had been perennial punching bags. Uh, won two games this year, which is double what they've won in any of the past years, and some years that were they didn't win a game. So it did it did really play out in a way that has allowed some teams in the room division to have the type of success you're hoping to have. Now that wasn't everybody. There's some teams that still struggle, but uh, I, I'm I'm going to believe that they're going to probably try to continue this experiment next year, maybe with a tweak or two. But uh, and to see how that goes, because I think there's the results have been positive enough to look at it and say, um, you know, it, it was marginally successful. Well, let's switch from postseason prognostication to, you know, getting our arms around what has happened in some of these other sports state tournaments, because there's a lot of good news out there, uh, starting with tennis. Yeah, the, the always the first state tournament of the year, the girls tennis state tournament, largely because, you know, it's, it's the weather gets really rotten at this time of year. And uh, hard to play. They have to play when they have the option to play uh, um, state tournament and get their sections done. Uh, Minnetonka, which has been the best team in girls tennis, regardless of class, um, hasn't lost a match since the 2019 Class AA championship match where they lost to Edina. Uh, they were undefeated and just wiping the floor with everybody last year. Didn't get the chance to... to to show what they could do and didn't get any state tournament hardware because of how the way the season ended. Got the state championship they've always wanted, they've been hoping for for two years by beating uh, Blake 6-1 to in the Class 2A finals yesterday. And Minnetonka just looked the part. They only dropped seven uh, uh, matches all season long in, and, in a 21-0 season, and nobody really was ever close to them. There, there wasn't ever a chance that they could lose a match. Um, a lot of their matches were 6-0, or 6-1-6-0, and they were really excited to finally get that match. They had told me yesterday that they really hadn't been nervous all season long because they knew that they were that much better than so many teams. Until yesterday, when the actual state tournament looming in front of them, they woke up a little jittery. And uh, But that was a good thing. They told me that was fine. They wanted to feel jittery. They wanted to have that kind of excitement. And uh, 
and it showed through. So congratulations for Minnetonka, especially doing it the season after their longtime head coach, Dave Stearns, uh, had unexpectedly passed away um, last November. Um, that was kind of a shock. And as the season went on, the Minnetonka girls kept repeating the mantra, do it for Dave, do it for Dave. And that was in everybody's mind yesterday when they won, do it for Dave. Um, and there weren't really any tears shed. There was more laughter about the things that he had done, the things they remembered, the little colloquialisms, the little um, euphemisms and phrases he used to say and how he used to motivate the team. There was an awful lot of laughter about about that, a lot of remembrances. And, and I guess when you just win a state championship, there's a lot to be happy about. So congratulations, Minnetonka. Yeah, that's awesome. And we're recording this podcast Thursday morning, and we're you, you're going to be heading out to see uh, the the uh, the individual portion of the tournament concludes today. Is that right? No, it actually there's two days of individuals. Okay. Um, the first there's the first two rounds of singles and doubles, uh, and then they'll finish up with the semifinals and finals on Friday. Um, I'm going to head it out actually to uh, Reed Sweat uh, Family Tennis Center in South Minneapolis to see the class. 1A individual first rounds um, because there's a couple of girls out there at uh, at uh, Miha Academy that have been ranked number one and two uh, for much much of the season in singles. Yeah, we haven't written much about them, and the team didn't make the state tournament. So how does a team land the top two girls in tennis and uh, in, in singles bracket? And what what has gone into that? What is their story? I'd be interested to find out how that happens. So headed out there today, and then again the finals tomorrow. Finals on I'm sorry on Friday. Well, and soccer is still in progress as well. We've had two nights of quarterfinals, Tuesday and Wednesday, and we've got another one Thursday night. So we don't have the the field that's going to advance to U.S. Bank Stadium completely set, but we have had some some uh, action and some upsets. Uh, probably the most notable one coming on the boys' side, number one seed Minneapolis Southwest falls in a bizarre shootout scenario with Rochester Mayo, and, and you had some intel on that. Yeah, I guess they they, had, they almost had to do it in the dark. They were playing it at Farmington, and when game, the games got a little longer than they, they expected, because that's what happens in soccer. If nobody scores, you go to overtime, nobody scores, and you have to go to a shootout for PK to determine the victor. They're just about to determine that shootout or, or just you know, get underway with the shootout. Um, and it was getting late, and suddenly, boom, the lights went off. Everybody was standing there in the dark. Uh, my understanding is that there was a timer on the lights, and when it reached that time, uh, 10 o'clock, I believe, um, the uh, everything went dark. And it took them a while to get the lights back on, to to get the field back into regular uh, shape to play, get everybody ready to go. Um, and so yeah, they're about ready to say, it's enough soccer for, for the days, uh, guys. But uh, they got it going, and then Mayo came up with the uh, with the upset and the PK. So, uh, at that's kind of what's happened in the class 3A boys soccer. There's a lot of the top teams didn't even make the tournament. So um, it's uh, definitely a wide open tournament at this point. Uh, to, your, to your point, it, it's, it's been particularly bloody uh, 3A boys because when Southwest went in, I think that they were the highest remaining ranked team in the coaches poll. And I think they were fifth. So the four in front of them had all bought it, including Lakeville South and Maple Grove, who are pretty darn good teams in their own right. Uh, and so, yeah, and, and it continues. Not only is number one out, uh, number three is out uh, because Rosemount beat Edina. So you've got unseated Rosemount playing number two Duluth East, and you've got uh, unseated Rochester Mayo playing number four Moundsview. So it should make for 
some intrigue and, and you know some fresh face opportunities for for the, for the large class of the boys tournament so that's that'll be interesting to see next week when we go inside absolutely and soccer is a sport that can lend itself to upsets depending on how, how you play in the game how you're positioning your players if you're playing a defensive mindset if you're counter uh, counter attacking if you're hoping to get to an overtime or a, a pk situation there's there's ways to get that done so uh, it, it's not unusual to see ups, upsets in the world of soccer that uh are we do we need to go to overtime and pks or do we have everything wrapped up here i i i, uh, I think we're done here i'm excited i've got two days of football coming up here i've got a state championship a uh, couple of state championships or ch- champions to be named in in tennis i've got a few days coming up here of, of excitement and we can talk about those next week yeah well and before we even get to that next week we'll have it startribune.com the various hub sites uh, we've got it all covered for you so check us out and uh, enjoy a great time of year for for crowning champions and realizing dreams. Thanks a lot. Remember to bundle up. It's going to be cold.